0: she definitely changes and so does jim i mean he's not like the perfect dude that we all think he is what or maybe he is yeah i don't know okay good i'm gonna use that (laughs) that are we ready yes this is the off five podcast
1: welcome and hello
0: hello my name's addie
1: Hello, my name's Nathan.
0: And we're the hosts of this podcast. Hello. Welcome. Hello. So, welcome. Well, hello.
1: <laughs> Let's talk about The Convention. It's an episode of this television program called The Office, and that's what we like to do here. We talk about episodes of The Office.
0: In order, but not necessarily making sense.
1: No, no, not at all. So this episode came out, well, today. But this episode of The Office came out September 28th, 2006. And you know what I was thinking? What? Last episode, we were talking about how the show kind of takes place in real time. And so the last episode was at the end of the summer, but they'd already had the whole summer since, like, you know, casino night.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So is the documentary crew not there during the summer? Because otherwise, if they were... They wouldn't be recapping, like, how things are going. So, like, the documentary crew goes home on the summer. I
0: guess that's true.
1: Because it's not like they're airing it that time. Because that's just when they're filming it. Isn't that weird? Yeah,
0: that is really... I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because they could have continued, you know, season three. They could have said, okay, now we're in June or whatever. But they just decide to skip over and do it with real time which i kind of like but yeah i guess that doesn't make sense in terms of the documentary crew maybe they're also teachers so they have the summers (laughs) off okay cool I i
1: like that yeah no it's like they uh when they're there they take the summer off which allows for like character development to happen when you're not seeing it so it's like oh jim's been there for a while or later on it's like oh you know Roy and Pam have been broken up for a while. So it's not just like, oh, my God, all this happened in one week.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's
1: really not fitting in too well after the first three and a half days. Yeah. You know, because like moving would have taken a while and stuff like that. So it gives them a good chance to push things forward. This would have been really appropriate to talk about during the last episode, but I didn't even think about it until I was listening to that episode. And I was like, wait a minute. The documentary crew asked them about it later. So it's not like we're just picking up you know we didn't show any of that stuff it yeah. is like you know so that's know.
0: pretty meta for you to do a podcast about a show then listen to your own podcast about that show and then comment on the next podcast about your own commentary on the last commentary nice nice going
1: uh i think we're going to start a new segment it's a sub segment it's called afefe And it's just a (laughs) a little look at the (laughs) (laughs) off-five.
0: Look at the off-five.
1: One episode at a time.
0: And another thing we didn't mention last time is that we're in a new recording studio. Or did we mention that? I think we did. Okay, well, we are. But we got a
1: picture of it this time. So we'll put that on our Facebook group, the Finer Things Club. You can check that out. So we should probably get right into the episode, huh?
0: Yeah. So we have different categories that we talk through. Um, Our first one is called... What is it called?
1: It's called Wikipedia is the best thing ever. And this one, we talk about the description of the episode on Wikipedia to jog your memory before we get into the nitty gritty. Here it goes. In this episode, Josh Porter and Jim Halpert from Dunder Mifflin, Stamford, as well as Michael Scott and Dwight Schrute from Dunder Mifflin, Scranton, leave for Philadelphia for the annual office supply convention. Michael, angry at both Jim for leaving the Scranton branch, as well as Josh for being superior to him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> tries to one-up both Jim and Josh at every opportunity. Plus, both their names begin with J, so they have natural camaraderie.
0: Yeah, and they both wear white shirts with the buttons a little bit too much unbuttoned. A little chest hair. Yeah.
1: Gotta let those puppies Pulking breathe. <laughs> <laughs> or what? Yeah, what was Michael let saying? those things breathe. <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, Kelly Kapoor sets up Pam Beasley on a double date with one of her friends, which goes nowhere. Toby Flinderson's interest in Pam is piked. Peaked? peaked. Peaked? Is it P-I-Q? Yeah, is that peaked?
0: Peaked. I did not know. Yeah, that's like peak your interest. I I would have spelled that the wrong way. i would
1: have spelled it P E -E
0: (laughs) I'm never going to be on your team in a spelling bee. That's not really a team sport though, so it's fine. (laughs) Uh, It's
1: a relay, not a marathon. Um, Beginning as an unrequited crush on his part. Uh, Okay. So his interest isn't peaking but it is peaked.
0: Yes, it has peaked. Um, and now it's not. It's a valley.
1: Okay. 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 Okay.
0: So that was a good description. Um, poor Michael's trying to one-up everyone at, at every opportunity, as per you.
1: Even though Josh is superior to him, according to this description.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so it
1: was hard for him. In our next segment, I have a new one.
0: What is it? It's A called- new segment?
1: Yep. New segment. Because it's season three, and it's 2019, and we've got to try new things. It's called Crack Open a Cold Open. <laughs> <laughs> and it's about, we just talk about what happened at the cold open, because a lot of times it's so separate from the episode that we don't even mention it.
0: Okay, yeah, I like that.
1: So in this one, Michael comes in talking about Oprah, and he wants to adopt a baby, and it's a nice little exchange with him and Pam.
0: Yeah, actually really hilarious, because, um, well, I wrote that down in a different segment called Kevin's Chilies. Mm. because it is a pop culture reference. But it, you're right, it's really separate than the rest of the episode. And hilarious when uh, Pam sighs, like, you know, like... like oh, copying him? Yeah, yeah, you know, like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, you better think about that. Huh? Yeah, you might not even want a baby in eight months. Okay, well.
1: what which, uh, which Oprah do you think this is? You mean... Oprah Winfrey?
0: I would probably, I would venture to say that yes, it is Oprah the ow
1: do you think that now is probably the time where we would start getting some more oprahs in this world because oprah has been popular for a long time and so that must have been a really popular baby name those those kids are all growing up and it's time for them to become famous
0: i don't know i feel like there's you can't really name a kid named oprah because it's already been taken by someone great it's like naming someone jesus
1: or or share
0: yeah or (laughs) i don't know just Yeah, I I really miss Oprah, though, I will say. I know she has her own, like, network now. Yeah, but we don't watch it. Yeah, no one watches that. I miss the Oprah show.
1: What about the Oprah magazine? Oh.
0: I do sometimes glance over that. Um, I sometimes follow Dr. Oz's advice.
1: No. Don't do that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's really bad. It's really bad. Sometimes I'm like, what are you talking about, Dr. Oz?
1: What about the Marx Brothers film, A Night at the (laughs) Oprah?
0: That's actually what she was named after. Wow. Little did you know.
1: When she used to see something far away, she uses Oprah glasses.
0: Oh, no. Okay. You just wanted to make that segment so you could make some Oprah jokes. No, either. no.
1: I just really thought the name was so good. <laughs> Crack open a cold open. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we'll see if that survives. But there are a cold open each time and we often don't mention it. So I guess my apprehension about that segment is it's a little bit in ordery, you know? Yeah. Let's put it at the end next time. Just
0: for like, just to be like... cool subversive yeah yeah sounds good
1: yeah okay don't
0: call us hipsters because we're not
1: yeah we're definitely not
0: (laughs) definitely not okay well our next segment is about trivia
1: okay so great um,
0: scott it's the great scott productions
1: this episode is written by gene stepinski and lee eisenberg the two fellows from vance warehouse
0: yep and greg daniels what directed it nope ken whittingham Oh, <laughs> darn it. G-
1: Close, though. Uh, Greg Daniels uh, just did the normal show running and everything on this one. I What a lazy guy.
0: I know. I read that he wanted to get a couple of the British office stars mm-hmm. um, to be in this episode or the season.
1: It would be in this episode at the convention.
0: That would be really cool.
1: Representing Ornum Hogg. Yeah, I it. Which uh, doesn't really make sense because why would... uh, Philadelphia, uh, Yeah, yeah. go to Philadelphia for a supply company meeting.
0: But it would have been kind of cool to have the paper worlds collide.
1: Do you think if they were on there, would they just be normal old people? Or would they also be kind of famous? Because like this American office is a documentary that eventually goes on way later. The British one is also a documentary that airs on BBC. So like you know, during like the special and stuff, people know who who uh, the boss is because he was a character on a documentary.
0: Yeah, well, I think they probably would have written it in like um, the time that Ricky Gervais is on mm-hmm. the American office and they just kind of have a conversation in passing. Yeah. And it's like this weird parallel universe where there's another guy who gets his sense of humor and he can't believe it. So it would have been cool to see them, I don't know, maybe come to the party in 308 or something like that.
1: That would have been awesome. Yeah. But unfortunately, due to scheduling conflicts, they weren't able to be there. Yeah. That's too bad. eh, We could have. eh. um, There was another guest star. There's a guy named Steve Little. He's the guy with really short hair that comes in and then leaves because there's no party. He he tries to go up to Michael's uh, room and then he leaves. But he's a big character on Eastbound and Down.
0: Oh, I haven't seen that.
1: I really like him.
0: Well, too bad he didn't stay at the party.
1: Yeah, because he could have got some more lines.
0: <laughs> the other thing that I learned while browsing the Wikipedia page um, for some trivia, for the fans, you know, just just for people to know, sure. FYI, is that there was originally supposed to be a scene where Angela tells Dwight that she is late, which is supposed to be implied in that she might be pregnant Yep. so
1: pregnant i'm so glad they didn't do that though that would
0: be so weird so because that wouldn't have gone anywhere no that arc yeah well maybe it would have but
1: probably would have because she's so religious
0: yeah <laughs> i was gonna say that was actually where my brain was just going <laughs> but you beat me to it <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so let's do kevin's chili later like we did last episode and let's go into the finer things club the things that we liked or just notice remembers for this episode you know if once you've seen it a lot
0: um two words fun jeans <laughs> okay <laughs> that's the thing i like the most they're white oh, I love the most but yeah i just like that michael gets his jeans dry cleaned mm-hmm. and he um brings them into work in the bag yeah and that is the thing that it happens in another episode too so i don't know it's just kind of it's just good
1: i know that's why he started casual friday yeah oh yeah in that episode ryan is like surprised that michael gets his jeans dry cleaned yeah but did that already happen
0: no that didn't happen yet yeah because they're I mean, I remember specifically them being Wranglers. Yeah. I mean, these are Wranglers, but they're white Wranglers, so.
1: Very nice.
0: Very nice and very fun.
1: If you're a cool, clean, rich person, you can wear white things. I cannot because I do not keep my clothes that clean. Like yeah. I've, I've had white pants before and I'm like doing something on my knees and like, oh, no, they now they're dirty and I sat in grass and like it's just Yeah, it's not a good it's look. A nightmare.
0: No. No. Yeah, white pants especially.
1: And there's another thing that comes up in this episode and then comes up again, which is when Kelly is saying to Pam that don't sleep with the person on your date the first time. And then Michael walks up and he says, sleep with whom? Who? Who? Whom? Whom? But then later on, Michael swears whom is not a real word.
0: Yeah. Like, they have a conversation about a direct object. Yeah. Have we already talked about this? Did that already happen?
1: No, because that's Ryan used me as an object.
0: Oh, right. Okay, so.
1: But but he's right when he says sleep with whom. That's right. But then later that, on, he doesn't know how to use it, and he doesn't even think it's real.
0: <laughs> well, he probably only thinks that it's like a fancier way of saying yeah. that, and like tries to kind of soften the blow of asking like, oh, you know, being curious of like who Pam is going to bang. Yeah. By saying whom. Like, oh, they won't notice if I use the yeah, word. If whom. it's overly formal. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and whost will thou bang? Bangst.
0: <laughs> bangst. <laughs> and who's twelst? <laughs> What's your next
1: finer thing?
0: I like Michael's ground rules for Jan. Oh, um, okay. The 800 pound grill in the room, which is that Um, it's Carol. Okay. <laughs> He's still dating her. So. Yeah. nothing Um,
1: nothing can happen
0: yeah and um, and that jan is being so brave with this that was a really funny moment
1: and you know they probably haven't seen each other too many times since the whole casino night thing yeah but also this is a a sex-fueled romp or what (laughs)
0: booze-fueled sex romp oh okay that makes sense sex doesn't um, usually
1: fuel things (laughs)
0: yeah it's fueled by you
1: have to fuel force. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> gotta feel like a winner <laughs> oh no well i don't you know that's but anyway it's it's the mid paper mm-hmm. um convention so. people
1: get crazy yeah so one thing i really liked in this episode it's it's like my favorite low-key moment in the whole thing what is it is when kelly is trying to feed ryan french fries and, he just kind of puts a, and then he's like i don't want ketchup and he says you love ketchup and then she turns to the other two and goes he loves ketchup
0: <laughs> that is uh, that's it's a really so good, good moment and then every time you, they cut back to ryan he has like french fries halfway out of, yeah, out of just, his like, mouth he's just like slowly chewing them it's just like gross
1: the beat down which also like i don't know it's just something really funny to like treat someone like like things about them are interesting. Like, he loves ketchup. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Like, but also, like, he just said he doesn't like it and she shoved it in his mouth. And, so.
0: and I know things about him. Yeah, yeah. So I know what he likes. We love ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing I really liked was um, it's kind of like a cold closing. It's the, um, when they're turning on the black light in the hotel room and there's a bunch of stains on the bed. And, They're like, oh, God, what is that? And Dwight's like, it's either blood, semen, or urine. And Michael goes, God, I hope it's urine. Yeah. (laughs) That's a classic.
1: He's so fast with the preference. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: And I think he's right.
0: I do, too. I mean, the other two, it's like. But I'd have
1: to probably think about it for a second. Like, to be like, oh, those are all terrible. I guess urine's less bad. He's just like, oh, God, I hope it's urine.
0: Well now i don't have to think about it thanks to michael he's already made that decision for me and i have thought about it and he's correct
1: yeah but hoping doesn't really do much
0: yeah that's true
1: but you're right this is like a, a weird ending because it's not in order yeah the the episode's pretty much over this clearly happened like and like when they're on.
0: getting ready for the party mm-hmm.
1: so it's not as crazy as the last one where it didn't happen at all you know yeah they're kind of, continuity but this one did happen a different place which you don't usually see
0: um yeah and then the last thing that i really liked was the inside joke about the bartender in stanford saying
1: shot of midori perhaps
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and michael were like really wanting to be a part of a inside joke yeah which i can't blame him i'd love to be part of that too
1: yeah me too but maybe we could start one
0: yeah where we just say <laughs> a shot of midori perhaps and then crack up and see if anyone gets jealous yeah
1: I, uh, <laughs> and like Haha, and then look around
0: yeah.
1: anyone anyone want to see what we're laughing that's at? not
0: okay. really like an inside joke though that's like a it's outside an out- joke
1: <laughs> well we we'll use our outside voices <laughs> yeah that was my last finer thing as well is i love that line and michael's delivery or steve carell's delivery of that where he goes He's, like, so earnest. He's like, ah, love inside jokes. Love to be a part of one someday. And he's just staring. And and poor Josh. Josh looks, like, horrified.
0: Doesn't even know how to react. And
1: J- uh, Jim knows Michael. He's heard yeah. him say things so he's just kind of, like, smirking. But, yeah. but Josh is like, oh, my God. It's, like, really similar to, like, Fundle Bundle. Yeah. He's, like, the cat now. Meow something. <laughs> Edward R. Meow. He's like, he's like, uh, what what, like, psychology is going on here? well anyway let's go yeah (laughs) let's try not to think about this again
0: yeah that's what makes those moments so good though is that they have i mean it gives they give you context because out of context it is still really funny but put into context Mm -hmm. with josh being horrified and jim knowing what's what he usually says it's it just makes it even more funny funnier
1: the setup where he says i love inside jokes Mm -hmm. i'd love to be a part of one today so like he's like heard of them yeah he knows people talk about them and it's like a joke that they have and he's like he's always on the outside looking in like oh man he doesn't realize he could just make an inside joke based on like something that's happened before that's fun he's like he's waiting for like the moment for an inside (laughs) joke to happen to him
0: and I love how we don't actually know the context of that inside joke. Like it's yeah. probably just a bartender that says that, and Josh just mentioned it, but or, yeah, or Jim, but
1: yeah, Josh says it, and then Jim is what you know because he has to correct Dwight and Michael because they're laughing so hard. But there's like no that couldn't be that funny if you didn't know the context. So he's like, "Oh, never mind." But if not, they could have just like done the awkward thing already and been like, "It's weird that they're laughing so much at this." Yeah. <laughs> to like call it out.
0: Yeah. It's a really good setup. I love it. I love it.
1: I love ketchup. <laughs> oh, wait, last thing. I thought so that was last thing. It's just like the communication that happens long distance in this one. So when they ask Pam what he she wants to say to Jim, she says, "Um Yeah, um
0: then, um 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 um."
1: Then he says, uh But Ryan's there and Jim says, oh, tell Ryan, hey. And he's like, I'll call him later with that message. And then. (laughs) How's Toby? (laughs) Oh, yeah. How's Toby? (laughs) Wanted to ask about Pam.
0: Yeah. But then. Probably.
1: Everyone to Pam, they all say, hi, Pam. And then he says who they are. And Jim's one of those people. And then Pam says hi to all of them. But after that phone call, when they hang up, you see like Pam looking thoughtful. She just heard Jim's voice again.
0: Yeah, and that's when Michael said, says good luck on your date. Right. And Jim's face. It was like a, a shot to the heart.
1: Yeah. Have fun on your date with Roy, your <laughs> husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it was funny because Michael knows she has a date and everyone knows. They're all like giving her advice. Phyllis and Stanley. And I was like, is Pam really the type to like advertise this? And then it's like Kelly set her up. Kelly told everyone that this date yeah, is happening. Yeah, exactly. Pam would just like quietly try to have a date because she's not super secure. So I'm sure she wouldn't be like, guys, I have a, I have a big date.
0: Yeah. And she also like, she's not even going to change. I don't think she's really into it. She just kind of wants to get it over with so that she can, I don't know. She's given mm-hmm. it
1: a shot though, kind of. Yeah. But yeah, she's not going to, you know, take the slow train from Philly.
0: Yeah, which that comment was really out of context, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I
1: think we learned something about Angela. So let's talk about it in Do You Think the World is Crawling with Phyllis? where we talk about our characters. Okay. I think Angela is a big, in this episode, especially projecting herself onto other things. Like she's like, or she projects hatred in any direction. You see like a lot with the party planning committee when like something's going wrong, she gets more mean. Mm-hmm. in this one because dwight's going to philly and she wanted to spend time with him now she like hates the whole city
0: yeah oh I. but see. then later
1: on when she gets invited to go along and someone says <laughs> Meredith says Philly smells like cheesesteaks she's like that city is full of history because she's going there now and she's happy
0: okay yeah so she's just really unhappy in general yeah and their relationship is so odd and how did jim not know that that was her in the room when he goes in and says oh my god um Dwight got a hooker like how does she how does he not recognize Angela
1: okay question was she naked there
0: I don't know that's what I'm I always thought she was
1: but because she's just laying motionless on the bed yeah not that that necessarily adds up but But, like, I thought I saw some clothes this time, so I don't know for sure because we watched it on the projector, and I see yeah. details I can't always really see, but, um but yeah, like because well, maybe because he assumes it's a hooker and not just like a person chilling, that he's like, "Oh, it must be a hooker.
0: He definitely didn't get a good look,
1: no, no, and I mean, and Michael sees her too, yeah, and doesn't exactly, recognize her. but I yeah. guess when people are out of context, you don't expect to see them, yeah, that's true, but I mean she's wearing sunglasses, you think she would put something on over that very identifiable hair, yeah. But yeah, I mean I guess it works for her. She's under the name Jane Doe, because that's a good secret name. <laughs> same same one that every unidentified dead body has.
0: So there you Perfect. go. Perfect. <laughs> oh man, I apologize to anyone who's listening whose name is Jane Doe. No.
1: What were their parents thinking? If your last name is oh, no. Doe, avoid the name John and Jane for your kids. There's a million names.
0: Yeah, don't do Jane.
1: Or or Adolf. Adolf.
0: Or Oprah. Yeah. Or <laughs> Cher. Uh, or Barack
1: Obama Doe. Because that name's already taken. Anything else for Angela?
0: Um, well, you can don't worry about her. She's that's Andrea. She's the office bitch.
1: <laughs> You'll get used to her. <laughs> Yeah, Creed doesn't remember anything. And then he introduces himself to Meredith. He's
0: so burnt. Yeah. He's had way too much LSD. I don't know why. And he
1: sits down and just starts eating her cereal. I love that.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Um Creed, yeah. What a guy. Creed.
1: Creed. <laughs> He's like takes mm, away. Creed. <laughs> and Meredith's face when he was like, it's so funny. She just makes a face like like kind of confused and disgusted. But like not not overly disgusted. I don't she kinda just makes merit of his face, but it's yeah. so appropriate that she doesn't like change her expression. She just yeah. shakes his hand <laughs> anyway and doesn't doesn't call him out on it. Like,
0: okay, this guy. She's probably drunk anyway. Hmm. Sorry, that was rude.
1: They would get along really well, you think.
0: Yeah. Okay. And Oscar's gone because he's on his three month gaycation
1: So we're not gonna see Oscar for a while.
0: Which is sad, but he's having a great time.
1: He really is. With his roommate Gil in europe <laughs> so phyllis and stanley do a tag team dating advice
0: which is disturbing yes because they tell pam that if she orders she should order the most expensive thing on the menu but if she does that she's gonna have to put out which is old people language for have intercourse with that person what? yes to
1: put out a plate of <laughs> eggs the next morning because <laughs> of intercourse <laughs> Fertilize. Yeah. So <laughs> Phyllis, I guess we get a little insight into Phyllis's uh, yeah. psychology because she's like, "That's what you should do." So that, but then you have to have sex with them too.
0: Yeah, and everyone kind of has their own idea of what Pam should be doing on the date, or what they would do if Pam was on a date with them. For example, mm, Kevin.
1: Yeah.
0: I'd hit that, if which you, is also If you weren't engaged. That's a young person's term for. Having intercourse.
1: Because <laughs> uh, Kevin's so young. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and he tells Toby that she's available. they yeah. Or they've known she's available. But I think they're all just waiting for her to finish grieving. Yeah. But now that she's dating again.
0: She's finally back on the market.
1: Yeah. And unfortunately, she works at Dunder Mifflin Scranton. So she has to look elsewhere. Because yeah. Jim left. Yeah. <laughs> Although, Pam thinks Toby's kind of cute.
0: Yeah, but... He doesn't even have the courage to ask her out. No. I don't... Like, how did he get a date with his wife, do you think? Maybe uh, she asked him.
1: Maybe he was drunk. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, maybe she did ask him. She was, like, assertive enough to get uh, a date going and then assertive enough to leave him when it wasn't working out anymore. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. And keep the kid, because, well... Um...
0: <laughs> He's not really part of our family anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really part of...
1: Yeah. Uh, so Toby tries a few different times... Um, One time he just walks right through the office uh, while Pam's eating and he doesn't stop. And then one time he goes over and then she gets a phone call and it it distracts him and you see him fidgeting with his hands. Yeah. Uh, Which is a thing I actually had for the filming style.
0: Yeah, same. The documentary.
1: Yeah. Do you want to do an internal segment and go into that? Yeah. Is that confusing? Segment within a segment? So we got to make sure YouTube comes down to film this where we talk about the ways which the episode is or is not like a mockumentary documentary type thing. In this one, they they're filming Pam in the break room for the first of those two things I was talking about. Filming Pam in the break room. Toby walks in uh, and doesn't stop, walks all the way out and then walks right by the camera. But the camera just stays on Pam sitting there by herself. Through the blinds. It's a little creepy. Yeah,
0: yeah. there's a lot of through the blinds moments, I feel like. Maybe the um, cameraman
1: is wondering what Pam's doing now that she's dating.
0: Yeah, because it's probably Brian.
1: He's a sound guy. Oh. But maybe this camera guy got fired earlier.
0: Yeah, when Toby's up at the desk, like you were saying, mm-hmm. to try to ask Pam out. So the camera is kind of far away and is first focused on Phyllis's face. And then goes past it, her face to Toby at the desk. So it's just an interesting angle. There's a lot of different kinds of angles in this it's like episode. They're
1: like, kind of like behind Phyllis, yeah. So like you see her head in the shot, but it's then it's like not in focus. Yeah, it's focused on on them, even though to them it probably looks like they're filming Phyllis right now.
0: Yeah, exactly. And kind of the same thing with um, the bus. Mm -hmm. who was a football player oh yeah i don't know him but
1: oh i have that for the next segment but i don't know who he is either so i'll read it when we get there
0: (laughs) (laughs) um but that camera angle when they're kind of talking to him is like behind him yeah they like kind of weird
1: crouch down behind him yeah very weird I, i noticed that too
0: and then there's another um moment during the convention where the camera is zoomed in on michael and dwight and then zooms out and you can see like all the people kind of filtering around them so
1: the camera person is on the second floor of like like a courtyard okay and that's like where michael waves right to the camera Mm -hmm. um which is the picture from the dvd menu like you pointed out he's like waving up to the cameraman because he's like hey i recognize that guy from the office which just more generally there is another crew now with them yeah i'm guessing it's the crew that came from stamford though because they're not going to hang out there and film Karen and Andy.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, so they must have come with him. But there are at least two people in Philly as well.
0: Definitely. And two people in Scranton. Mm-hmm. Maybe one. Mm, two.
1: I think it's, yeah, at least, at least two, I would say. Uh, and then another cam- uh, documentary type thing is when Jan says that she can't stay on top of him. Twenty four seven, yeah. And then he makes like a "That's what she said." Look, it's not even, yeah.
0: It's just implied. And then he starts laughing, and you everybody knows what he wants to say.
1: His eyebrows go up. He's like,
0: "Yeah, that was a really great moment." Yeah.
1: Well, and then it's kind of similar. Pam does that too when she's talking to Phyllis, like we said, and Phyllis says, "You order the most expensive thing on the menu, so he knows you're worth it." And she looks at her and goes, "Hmm." And then Stanley goes, "If you do that, you'll have to." put out and then she makes a face like like men and then phyllis says oh yeah you'll have to put out and then she looks at the camera and like, is like what what is going on because yeah. she thought she was like on the same page with phyllis now she has to give her looks somewhere, somewhere else, else. Yeah. yeah
0: that's really interesting yeah, a lot of good... I mean, there's even a couple of moments where Josh looks over to the camera and is like, what is going on here? This is super weird. Yeah. And maybe he's not comfortable with the camera being around as much. Yeah. Um,
1: well, and Jim, when he's asking, how is Toby, he kind of looks at the camera and then says, or how is... He's going to say Pam and he says, how is Toby?
0: Yeah, and Michael, when he responds and says, what, is Josh not cool enough? Like, mm-hmm. I basically have two girlfriends and then looks at the camera like, don't say anything like yes i do okay don't tell him what jan said yeah and then like we mentioned earlier catching angela checking in at the hotel Mm -hmm. that was kind of a moment to be there as a documentary crew member so nice job (laughs) yeah because they were
1: filming her before michael walked up it seems like
0: yeah exactly
1: yeah what do you think uh angela and dwight are gonna do
0: in the hotel room yeah probably order room service um talk about their weird relationship watch some hgtv
1: yeah talk about monogamy
0: yeah definitely <laughs>
1: um okay
0: oh wait there's one more thing oh it it was when evan the hammer mill guy is in the room and michael's talking about his yes. friendships and and like what it means to be a friend and you kind of have the idea in your head that he's alone and then the camera zooms out and he's there with evan who's trying to talk to him about hammer mail
1: well, he says long distance relationships don't work and, and he's like definitely that is so true that is so true yeah
0: <laughs> anyway about hammer mail.
1: and he's got a drink man that that a uh, hammer awesome. mail guy is a cheap date
0: yeah but it worked
1: i don't really understand i don't understand the paper business but i don't really understand how you like run around like managers run around to these like salespeople, and then like make deals based on like, now we can sell a whole product line? Like
0: I don't know either. I don't get it. While you're
1: having a, a Cosmo in your room?
0: Yeah, I don't get it.
1: But anyway, that guy's all about it because he's, like, the one that got him over there after they did the paper airplane thing, which was Michael's mm-hmm. idea to go over there, even mm-hmm. though Michael doesn't seem to care. Then they go have a meeting in his room, and then mm-hmm. they do come by the party later, too. So yeah. I think they could be, like, best friends if they didn't. They could, if but. they lived in a Scranton.
0: Yeah, and Michael likes to try to be friends with the cooler people. He probably thinks Evan's not that cool.
1: Uh, I kind of agree with him, I guess. (laughs) I mean, nothing that cool about Evan. Speaking of cool, let's talk about Michael because he's got, in addition to his fun pants, he starts wearing the Microsoft Hawaiian t-shirt swag. Yeah. It's a terrible fitting shirt, and he wears it his whole party. <laughs> with I know.
0: tucked in tucked with in his belt. The sleeves belt, are so big. With the cell phone on the belt, right? So just
1: the style at the time. Was it? <laughs> oh, that was an onion on the belt.
0: Oh, okay. He's happy to see Jim back. He says, "My well," he tries to say, "The prodigal son returns," but then just ends up saying, "My son returns." Yeah, and. He really does pull through with Evan. I mean, getting that, you know, we don't know how that works necessarily, but it's kind of the same thing that happened at Chili's where Jan definitely underestimated him. And he'd really like for her to estimate him because, and I would too, because every time he pulls through, you know?
1: Yeah, but it's it's like luck because like they got their progress done through scheduling meetings and he just fell into one thing which apparently is so good that it made the whole weekend worth it yeah but like if that hadn't worked out he didn't have any backups except for his party
0: yeah that's true
1: so i mean it was good that he did it although we don't really see the magic of what he's doing yeah yeah with the chilies we we kind of saw it -hmm. this time it's just like you gotta trust they got along great yeah so great that now they're not exclusive with staples anymore
0: yeah all all of a sudden these two huge corporations like one meeting in a room 308 with a cosmo has caused them to be able to sell this whole like corporations like product line yeah i don't know all you have to do
1: is go over there and play paper airplanes and then you can you can uh, sell their products apparently
0: but it did work so
1: okay well in addition to wanting to look cool by wearing cool clothes he also thinks it's really cool to tip his entire 100 hundred dollar per diem, diem at yeah. a cafeteria where you're not served <laughs> to, like, to a bus, bus boy, boy.
0: <laughs> oh no
1: <laughs> it was a
0: different hundred dollar bill nathan okay
1: okay that's too much money for <laughs> bus boy <laughs> and the guy's just like oh thanks <laughs> and then michael's like trying to do a power move but it's like such a bad move you know yeah it is funny. There's like there's a line you can cross. So you'd be like, "Oh, I, I, you know, I bought this. It's no big deal, you know." And people are like, "Ooh, that's cool." But then, like, at some point, you can buy something that's like that's just stupid
0: to hand a hundred dollar bill.
1: Well, yeah, or like, you know, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you buy know, buy a
0: magic set.
1: Yeah, buy a magic set. You know what I mean? Like, if you like uh, buy like someone a thing and it's nice, and then you well, you bought like like a like bought them a hundred flowers,
0: like a an ipod
1: yeah or an ipod yeah exactly <laughs> like at some point you're just like this is stupid even if you're benefiting from it you're not going to be like wow you're going to be kind of like
0: That's you weird. make bad decisions yeah yeah <laughs> you're not financially stable
1: <laughs> i guess i'll take it but oh
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah um what else about michael do you have anything
1: well he has that party you know it's by the elevator so I got a lot of foot traffic which i don't think pays off for him but uh he's got a black light and a strobe light and a bar with liquor
0: And a dartboard and a song that's really good called Girls Gone Wild by Captain Ahab. Check it out.
1: Check it out on iTunes. You can buy it.
0: 99 cents or you could just have a little taste.
1: Yeah. Well, let's put a little bit in the episode right here.
0: Girls Gone
1: Wild. Girls Gone Wild. So do you think we're going to get sued for that?
0: I hope not.
1: I like to think of it as fair use.
0: Yeah, it is. Because we're
1: making comment about it. Yeah it's a bad song
0: exactly it's a horrible song it
1: was co-written with benny benassi you know oh that? yeah that sounds familiar he wrote do 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 mm-hmm. satisfaction. satisfaction he's been writing that that hit for 20 years
0: now <laughs> 20 years
1: well, that was probably an exaggeration but um okay let's talk about Josh Porter, the poor man's Michael Scott, as he's known around my condo.
0: Yeah, Josh Porter. I actually really like him. I think he's professional. He is a little too hardcore, maybe sometimes, but I don't think he'd be a bad boss.
1: No, you know, but he has a chin with like a dimple in the middle of it. It's a little weird. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I just be like, I would just stare at it while I'm talking to him and then I might Meet make my our relationship line. weird. Meet
0: my eyeline.
1: <laughs> Stop looking at my at my chin it's not even a butt chin it's like a
0: just a little dimple
1: yeah what like a belly button chin?
0: <laughs> oh yeah i like josh he's he's in the um coast guard you know
1: he knows a fight underwater yeah there's a lot of deleted scenes where josh shares more about his history and dwight goes from being really skeptical and trying to figure out uh, like, do his investigative work on him to like being admiration. a total sycophant and, like yeah like pawing at him
0: Um, And then also the infamous deleted scene where Jan asks him to come upstairs and have a drink.
1: Yep, Or go to her room first. Yeah. And Josh has a wedding ring on.
0: I know. I did notice that when he checked his invisible watch when he was trying to leave the party. (laughs) 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 Um, Your phone's not ringing.
1: Yeah. You don't get email on your phone.
0: (laughs) No one just called you
1: uh let's talk about dwight he is not really helping michael's self-esteem he's hanging out
0: he's trying like he thinks he is especially when he says like um michael really needs me
1: (laughs) well michael doesn't respect him enough for him to actually make him feel better that's the problem
0: yeah like oh let's do a shot together it's okay yeah that's gross it's not even lunchtime
1: yeah he just wanted to do a with the other people. Yeah. But Dwight has to balance this trip with uh, with his relationship. And he has to go. Because even though it's for managers, he's an ARM, assistant regional manager. Yeah. Which, last episode when I was like, oh, Jim's an ARM. That's why Jim is there and Josh is there. Just the two of them. is because he's oh, the assistant regional manager. I see. So even though they only say that in deleted scenes, there's actually a lot of evidence that that's the case.
0: Yeah, which is interesting because... Kind Of puts a wedge between the people at Stanford. I mean, I'm sure Karen, well, maybe she wouldn't have loved to go to this convention, but she probably would like to be ARM.
1: She might be in charge back at the office. Oh, like the point person back you have, at Stanford? Yeah, because Josh tells Jim to send her a client list, and you gotta have somebody good in charge. So, yeah, they that's can't true. take everybody. We'll leave Andy in charge.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Or that's pretty much it. It's all we know right now, huh?
0: Yeah i guess so yeah dwight Dwight. gets to
1: pull his power move where he says he's gonna have his buddies at the police force do a background check but he wasn't volunteering today
0: (laughs) oh yeah that was hilarious that was good that reminded me of when he's like i'm gonna do a background check on it was for pam and jim's wedding spoiler Mm -hmm. alert where he's gonna look into this single girl oh Yeah, so she was selling her bike on Craigslist. Oh yeah, that's right. She had seventy dollars extra cash.
1: Yeah, that's all he has. And like when he does like he looks at people's medical records. Or um, when he
0: tries to tell if people are lying. Yeah. It's always like very like analytical, but like nothing.
1: It's really funny the way he says it. He opens up the conversation like he knows something. He can just be like, I couldn't find anything out. He's like, I called the police office to see if they had anything, known aliases, you know. he wasn't volunteering today (laughs) oh Um, that's good and it doesn't whatever he was trying to get out of it it only impressed michael for like one second until he finished his
0: and then really disappointed him yeah
1: and like irritated um jim's doing really well over there in stanford it sounds like he's sold about forty thousand.
0: yeah me too
1: (laughs) it's impossible (laughs) me too (laughs) oh are you making any sales up there (laughs) another thing i had for jim is when he uh thinks that dwight got a hooker and he's like i gotta call oh i gotta call somebody he really doesn't have anyone to share things like that with yeah Other than Pam,
0: it is weird when your two worlds collide you know as in like he had his life in scranton for so long now he has his life in stanford that he's trying to build mm-hmm. and it's kind of a weird moment for them to come back together and he's really happy to see michael yeah um and kind of plays that role of mediator in a way and definitely ends up um being a good guy to help michael out when he's feeling like he's gonna have to eat all his leftover guacamole or drink all his tequila
1: (laughs) yeah i don't know why he makes it in such large quantities (laughs) yeah no he does uh tell michael he's a great boss he says good and then he says great and you're like okay jim And then he's like... Take it down a notch. He's a bad boss.
0: Like, we used to work together. Now we're friends. Best friends. Yeah.
1: And then Jim's looking like, I guess, because I don't have any other friends.
0: Yeah. Like, oh, man. Yeah. That's true. Who else is
1: Jim going to be friends with?
0: Just like... He just lets him, you know, think that they're friends. Right. So. Yeah. That's good.
1: Yeah, he does good. He he even tells about the Pam thing, not because he wants anything out of it. He doesn't even want to, like, vent to him. He just says it because he knows that him saying oh i just left for my own personal reasons wasn't doing it Yeah. so if he wasn't honest michael was gonna put it all on him so it was like a altruistic thing he's not like hey scout out whether or not pams you know or whatever like Mm -hmm. it it didn't seem like that but they already talked about that on the booze cruise
0: yeah so i don't know why michael continues to forget that they have a relationship every time (laughs) like oh that's still going on
1: yeah exactly um but he also does a that was going to be a prank. his thing with the hotel room, he's got yeah. his key. But
0: I wonder what his prank was going to be.
1: I don't know. And I just realized that you know Angela's super judgmental, and she says taking a slow train from Philly means is code for check out the slut. And then she goes and lays naked on his bed and gets confused for a prostitute.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: and checks in under a fake name under a uh, thing. So. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it is kind of funny irony from someone as judgmental as Angela.
0: Yeah. Well, no one's supposed to know.
1: Nope. Keeping it secret is, I think, what they're into or she's into. I guess. Because they've been keeping it secret this whole time. I really feel like the magic would be gone if they were in public. Yeah. We never really see that.
0: And even when they're talking, it's like they never look at each other, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: Which is cool, like spy stuff until Angela goes, are you still here? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because they're so good at not looking at each other <laughs> and so quiet when they leave the room. Oh, weird.
0: Yes, monkey. Uh, don't monkey me.
1: And I words, she calls him D, Ugh. which Jim doesn't pick up on.
0: No, but do you think Angela oh, knew that it was... Do you think Angela knew that it was um, Jim? No,
1: because she says D.
0: You don't think she realized after he left? Like, who was that?
1: So I feel like Jim popped his head around enough like the camera implied that he saw as much as the camera. So he like saw her like up to her waist yeah so that she didn't see his face yeah but she does realize it in the deleted scene she like locks herself into the closet or something like because she's so freaked out because when when dwight goes back up there
0: oh was that why that that lock because it was like put a wire hanger around like the door or something i was like what is going on
1: oh maybe she uh what does he say you're really locked in there yeah maybe she's handcuffed to the bed that's
0: what i thought oh. that it was like some kinky type situation but that's I why don't. she couldn't
1: move that's why she's all laid out
0: yeah i had no idea damn but angela yeah angela taking the slow train from philly
1: cheers hey what are we drinking
0: okay so second this drink. segment is called second drink i'm drinking nathan's favorite beer it's called the moral panic um by ska brewing in durango colorado
1: it's a brute ipa yeah it's really it's good one. yeah I like it more than Modus Operandi. I like it more than most beers. Anyway, I'm drinking the sipping, pretty, fruited sour, sour ale from Odell Brewing, right here in Fort Collins, Colorado.
0: Ta-da! It's good. And it has both of these have really nice can designs. I think. Yeah, mine's kind of matte with a black and gold, and yours is nice and. I actually love the design of that one. It's like these cute little flowers.
1: Anyway, if you're in Colorado, check out one of those two beers, or they're distributed around a little bit but yeah okay i think we're done with characters now
0: yes do you and- think
1: so oh there's one more thing i want to talk about it's not one of our characters but can we talk about this person that pam goes on a date with alan alan yuck yeah he's so full of himself he yeah. draws a cartoon on the a napkin, napkin and then- says it
0: works on two levels
1: this is why this one's so great
0: <laughs> and he also says that he tries to be edgy and they tell him not to be, but he still is. Yeah. That and is that,
1: the f- most pretentious thing. Yeah. People are always like, don't be edgy or whatever, but I don't know.
0: Yeah. And that actually is one of my main things from Kevin's chilies because what he's trying to be edgy about is Freedom Fries, which was popular in 2003 when France wouldn't join mm-hmm. the US on the war in Iraq. Yeah. And it's 2006. Yeah. So is that edgy? Yeah. was that ever edgy
1: well i don't really know what the context was but i'm guessing not and also <laughs> he's the critics at the local paper in scranton so yeah calm down sir yeah but when she does show a little bit of interest in him he looks down her shirt yeah which uh was michael's suggestion so i guess she took
0: that and then she buttons it up she again. runs up
1: while he's looking which is yeah awkward uh and then
0: <laughs> you should definitely wait until after someone texts you out to Button your shirt.
1: Well, I mean, she's sending a message too, but uh, oh,
0: you dream in cartoons, how fun! It's
1: yeah. like, oh my
0: god, this is <laughs> not going well. She's
1: trying her best, she is. And he says, oh, next time, presuming there'll be a second day, you should bring some of your illustrations. I'll let you pick my brain.
0: That is, yeah, that's really bad. Well, and she's like, okay bye, <laughs> it
1: wasn't a love connection. Good for Pam for not being like, because he's good looking, right. Yeah, So it's good that she's not that shallow because he's being really obnoxious.
0: He's really obnoxious. Yeah. And, uh... Almost as obnoxious as Kelly and Ryan, but not quite.
1: <laughs> and it's a double date. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing I'll say is that I'm really glad that Jim isn't dating Pam right now because I don't feel like a relationship can really last if it's born out of like, uh, you know, emotional infidelity and like cheating and stuff like that and then to just right away start i mean i guess it is anyway but like to just right away start dating that would be so sad for a person like pam that's been dating someone since high know, school yeah she said it's been 10 years or something since been first date was I eight? i don't know a long time been dating someone a really long time if she went straight from that long relationship to another person that would be so sad that she didn't learn anything about herself yeah and, it's true and that she wasn't Jumping ship until she like knew she had another ship to jump on to exactly. or something like that. So yeah, she's swimming now for a while. Yeah, working on her swimming.
0: It's true that, um, that would have been a totally different way to start a relationship, um than it is to have like a little bit of time and even for jim i think it's good for him to have a little time away too
1: although now that i'm thinking about it he doesn't have any time between karen and Pam. <laughs> but yeah but that's not quite the same thing yeah but you know even the audience i feel like you'd be like yeah i really want them to get together but if they just got straight together like that you'd be like yeah well, roy's still there like, like yeah this is uncomfortable mm-hmm. yeah
0: well you know she could have started a relationship with toby had he been able to have the courage to ask her out
1: what a doofus okay let's do kevin's chilies real quick like you were saying and then let's wrap it up
0: i don't really have anything else for kevin's chilies
1: okay honestly well let me talk about philly that's a reference to philadelphia <laughs> no i'm just kidding but uh the bus jerome abram bettis senior nicknamed the bus is a former american football halfback who played for the los angeles rams st louis rams it was the same team i think and yeah, pittsburgh steelers
0: i know about sports
1: well, so Pittsburgh, so he's probably right there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of the National Football League, or NFL. Uh. <laughs> Jeez. And, go Chiefs. Uh, he got in, he's in the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame in
0: 2015. Nice. Way to go, the bus.
1: And they call him the bus because he hates to fly, it says here.
0: Yeah, exactly. And sometimes they call him the train.
1: One time he ate a whole bus. Oh, uh, when you said the bus earlier, that's what I was thinking. It's kind of interesting that... Uh, Dwight and Michael take a train there.
0: Oh, yeah. And Michael uses Dwight's neck pillow, which I really related to that moment because when I traveled with my friends, they mm-hmm. both ended up bringing neck pillows and I didn't. And so I remember specifically like pretending to not know that they were asking for their neck pillow back or not notice that they were trying to sleep while I was relaxing with their neck pillow that nice. I bought. But then I ended up buying my own neck pillow um so how does that help them well then they get their neck pillow back
1: (laughs) when you're suitably comfortable yeah exactly (laughs) i don't know if you know this but when michael does that it's supposed to be seen as like a bad thing (laughs) (laughs) that's how i took it anyway (laughs) but anyway uh so there's also a lot of different things and companies at this convention like blackberry
0: oh yeah blackberry remember
1: blackberry
0: i yeah i never had one but um i do like blackberries
1: you see a company in the back uh called glue dots
0: i've never heard of that
1: i'm guessing it's like you can put things up on the wall like
0: oh yeah
1: liquid nails maybe um hammer uh, mill yeah hammer mill and then josh and uh and uh jim are gonna go have their meeting with uniball
0: oh yeah uniball the the pen company
1: started by a man with only one ball And they also talk about having cosmos, which in the leaded scenes they call it as Carrie Bradshaw, which we which all know that,
0: we, and we love too. We oh my god, we do love. Um, and recently found out, I don't know if we've shared this with our with our followers, but we both are carries. Yep. Um, and I do is. Yeah, because <laughs> awesome. we're all the. First person narrator of our own story. (laughs) That's exactly right.
1: Anyway, to wake a Cosmo, you take a half ounce of fresh lime juice, one ounce of cranberry juice, one half ounce of Cointreau.
0: Cointreau?
1: Is that how you pronounce it?
0: I think so. It's like the orange liqueur.
1: Yeah. Cointreau. Cointreau. (laughs) Cointreau. And one and a half ounces of vodka citron.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah. So make yourself one of those while you listen to the ratings and dundies of this episode.
0: And we'll give you a minute to make those. Go ahead. Do, do,
1: do, do, do. Okay, let's count down from three and then we'll say our rating and see if they match up.
0: Okay. Three, three two, two, one. one. Pretzel, pretzel day. day. Yes. yes. Oh, sorry. oh, That was a
1: bad high five. <laughs> um, cool. What's, what's your rationale?
0: Um, well, I was going to go with beach day um, because I really like this episode, but there's a couple lines that put it over the edge to pretzel day. One of them is i hope it's urine god i hope it's urine um the inside joke mm-hmm. uh, most of it's to do with michael yeah um and i just love when the office crew is off-site and like out in the world because it just put gives you more context for yeah how hilarious it is
1: i feel exactly the same way i like don't think the episode is the greatest, but just some of those lines are so funny that it it just makes it. Yeah, pretzel day. And especially like that, uh, he loves ketchup. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why that makes me laugh so much. Um,
0: I wish they gave those two a little more screen time because I think they're so funny.
1: Yeah, it's really funny to see them like in that sort of environment, too, because you like hear about them dating and Ryan never seems like that into it. When he's at the office, anyway, seems kind of embarrassed. And this is them on a date.
0: And it's he amazing. Still seems
1: embarrassed.
0: It's like one of the only times we see them mm-hmm. outside to outside of the office together. Well,
1: I guess like yeah, and casino night is like a semi. Yeah, version of this where but they're still in the like,
0: warehouse at of work event yeah this but he's is like actually... ordering the
1: drink for her and you get to see that like she calls all of the shots when they're dating yeah and he basically just puts up with it but her punishment is that she never gets to see him look happy <laughs> 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 he just always looks defeated so i guess that would kind of put a damper on any evening but she seems really immune to that
0: yeah she does
1: okay so now let's give out our Dundees. oh my voice. <laughs> These. <laughs>
0: um, dundies? let's see Our, i'm gonna give mine well oh, let's
1: let's do ours together no i right okay. you, you just just yours
0: well then i'm gonna think you're copying so you go first
1: <laughs> i'm and
0: then i'll copy
1: <laughs> i think i'm gonna give mine to josh
0: interesting because josh porter yeah i don't feel like he's
1: gonna have any other real chances to grab one but like he's he has such a tough position yeah. Michael is acting so awkward and even though I don't think he's the best sport about everything he like does it a little bit he's like doing his work he doesn't get any like things but he seems like a normal person and he doesn't say anything openly hostile he even says he would give Michael a job
0: well that was my question do you think that that was an earnest oh, offer a, or was that a uh,
1: oh like a back what what do you
0: black hand in
1: yeah like a sneaky little jab yeah. And also, I don't know if he still would do that at the end of this weekend.
0: I know. <laughs>
1: I think that was like, hey, I heard your numbers are really good. And probably no other big problems with, you know. Well, I mean, they've met before. Like, they, he knows that he hooked up with Jan and stuff. Uh, I can't give it to Josh. Who are you giving it to?
0: I'm giving it to Pam for going out on her first date, getting out there. Um, and actually just really feeling great about going on the date, even though it wasn't a love connection. So. Oh, I
1: like that way about her.
0: You can give it to Pam too. Uh,
1: I'll give it to Angela for embracing the Philly lifestyle.
0: <laughs> what what happens in Philly stays in Philly. That's right. So I
1: hope hope she finds those handcuff keys soon.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too.
1: No, I I think Pam probably deserves it. You know who doesn't deserve it is Toby. It's cowardice.
0: Toby. Ugh. We should have known about Toby.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't even. I'm just gonna give mine to Pam too. I I both of those were not good. So. Whatever you said. <laughs> w- were you worried Thank about you. that I was going to copy you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Making me do all the work. You always make me read the Wikipedia summary.
1: That's not true. I
0: know. I never have.
1: <laughs> One time.
0: Oh, yeah. When you showed it Next to me. Next
1: time. Do it again. you have to remind me. Okay. okay. Well, thanks for listening. Check out our Instagram. The Off5
0: Podcast. On uh, Instagram. Dot com. <laughs> and our Uh, listener page
1: the finer things club
0: and thank you for the office memes um facebook page for giving us a shout out that was awesome
1: that was awesome and if you found the podcast because of that uh send us an email at the off5podcast at gmail.com and let us know or just say hi because we will respond we always do and if you do like the podcast It would be so nice if you would leave us a rating. We haven't asked for a long time, but leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. If you leave us a review, we will read it on the show.
0: And you will be internet famous.
1: Yep. And we'll say your name and everything. So make sure your iTunes name is the one you want us to say. Or put your other name in the review. and We'll read that it'll be part of the message. Or if you have like a really good idea for an invention, put it on there and then... It'll be like a patent, you know, like when you mail yourself a letter, Mm -hmm. because it'll be like, ah, it was on that podcast. So clearly you can't take my idea now.
0: Yeah. Or anything you want. (laughs) (laughs) Anything
1: you want, really. Okay.
0: Okay. Now we're going to Chili's. Bye.
1: He loves ketchup.
0: (laughs) Bye. Talk about four hundred dollar Louboutins. Are those shoes? Shoes. Hello, gorgeous.
1: I don't. I don't like having nice shoes.
0: I've noticed.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I'm just kidding. I usually just wear (laughs) box of Kleenex (laughs) on one foot, and on the other foot, just toilet paper wrapped around.
0: (laughs) Don't even match. Toilet paper (laughs) (laughs) wrapped around. Gross.